Good evening and welcome to E-Bible Fellowship's Bible Study in the Book of Revelation. Tonight is study number 30 of Revelation chapter 6. And we're going to be reading verses 13 and 14. And the stars of heaven fell unto the earth, even as a fig tree casteth her untimely figs, when she is shaken of a mighty wind. And the heaven departed as a scroll, when it is rolled together, and every mountain and island were moved out of their places. We're continuing to look at this passage, and um, we have already looked at the sun and seen how it's a type and figure of God himself, and the moon, which is a representation of the law of God, the Bible, and the stars of heaven that fell unto the earth are a reference to the true believers typified by the stars of heaven for multitude. And this is describing God's judgment upon the world. It is the removal of the gospel lights that he has established for this world. Now, we were looking at verse 13 in our last study, and tonight we're going to move on to verse 14, where we read something very interesting. It says in Revelation 6, verse 14, And the heaven departed as a scroll when it is rolled together, and every mountain and island were moved out of their places. Now, God has just um, gotten done describing the sun, moon, and stars. And, and when he created the heavens, literally, uh, at the beginning of the creation, he created the sun, the moon, and the stars, and they were the expanse of the heavens. But the Bible actually refers to more than one heaven. Uh, actually, when we read the phrase, Our Father, which art in heaven, oftentimes that is plural. And it should read, Our Father, which art in heavens. And we wonder, well, why does God use the the plural when referring to himself and and where he is? Well, we're going to just look at that a little bit before we move on in trying to understand this verse and the, the rest of Revelation chapter 6. And one verse that's helpful is in 2 Corinthians chapter 12. This helps to explain why um, we have to be careful when we're reading the word heaven in the Bible, because the Bible uses the very same word to describe different things. And oftentimes it's the context that lets us know exactly what's in view. In Second Corinthians 12, it says in verse 1, It is not expedient for me, doubtless to glory, I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. And God is moving the Apostle Paul to write these words. And then it continues in verse 2. I knew a man in Christ above 14 years ago, whether in the body I cannot tell, or whether out of the body I cannot tell. God knoweth such a one caught up to the third heaven. And it is very likely that Paul is speaking of himself. He is the man that had a vision of God, and he's not quite sure whether God took him bodily. 
to to behold this vision or whether he took him spiritually out of the body he he isn't quite sure of exactly how that happened but notice that he was caught up to the third heaven and that is very important language because god is numbering the heaven if there's a third heaven that means there's a second heaven and a first heaven and we can understand the word heaven this way as far as the three heavens there is the heaven above us the blue sky where the birds fly that would be the first heaven and then beyond that there is the heaven that we would say is outer space where the the spaceships travel and and where we look up at night and we see the the uh moon and the stars that is the second heaven and that would um continue throughout the whole universe throughout all of space throughout everything that is created that would be the second heaven the third heaven where the apostle paul was caught up to receive divine revelation is the kingdom of heaven the kingdom of god where god dwells it's an invisible heaven mankind cannot see this heaven we can never travel far enough to reach it it's in an entirely different realm it is in the spiritual realm god is spirit and he dwells in a spiritual heaven when god saves individuals and and when they die their souls go to be with the lord in heaven in their spirit essence in their in their soul existence they also are dwelling with god in the kingdom of heaven now there are some individuals who have their resurrected bodies in heaven but they have resurrected spiritual bodies which equips them for heaven remember the lord tells us that flesh and blood cannot enter the kingdom of heaven and it it is a spiritual realm and that is the third heaven now uh, there there's also another interesting thing when we look up this word back in genesis chapter 2 we read in verse 4 and this is a, a summation of when the lord created uh, this present world and universe in genesis 2 in verse 4 these are the generations of the heavens and of the earth when they were created in the day that Jehovah God made the earth and the heavens. This verse is very interesting because the word generations is also a word that means beginnings. These are the beginnings of the heavens and of the earth when they were created in the day that Jehovah God made the earth and the heavens. And if you'll notice... The second time the Lord says that, he reverses the order. The first time he said he created the heavens and the earth. And the second reference, it was the earth and the heavens. And the only other time that God refers to making the earth and the heavens is in the book of Revelation at the time of the end of the world, which helps us understand 
that here at the foundation of the world, from the foundation of the world, the Bible tells us the works were finished. From the foundation of the world, the Bible says that the Lord Jesus was as a lamb slain, and so he paid for the sins of his people from the foundation of the world, and he rose again from the dead in order to create this uh, present world and, and universe. And, and so, for all intents and purposes, he established not only this present earth and heaven, but he established the new heaven and earth that will come at the end of time once God worked out his plan for salvation for this world and allowed earth's history to unfold and and so forth. In other words, right from the beginning, when God speaks of uh, these are the beginnings of the heavens, plural, and of the earth when they were created, that he has in mind the new heavens as well that he will create once he has destroyed this present heaven. And and so uh, that helps us to understand those references, the many references in the New Testament where God speaks of um, the heavens in the plural sense. Our Father which art in heavens, because in a very real way he is dwelling in both heavens, the heaven of the spiritual realm and the new heaven that he will create once he has completed his plan for this world. Well, now we we want to look also at a couple of references where we see that spiritual heavens are in view, and it's using the exact same word as Revelation 6, uh, verse 14, where it says the heaven departed as a scroll. In Matthew chapter 5, we read in verse 12, uh, and also I'll read verse 16. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for great is your reward in heaven, for so persecuted they the prophets which were before you. In verse 16, let your light so shine before men, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. And in both of these cases, it, it's the spiritual heaven. It's not the first heaven, uh, the sky. It's not the second heaven where we look up and we see the literal sun or the literal moon and stars. It is not um, literal. It is not physical. It is spiritual. And in Revelation chapter 11, God says of the two witnesses... In verse 6, these have power to shut heaven, that it rain not in the days of their prophecy, and have power over waters to turn them to blood and to smite the earth with all plagues as often as they will. Now, uh, here, the Lord is not referring to the the earthly heaven where the rain would fall from. He's not referring to uh, physical rain. Both the heaven and the rain that the two witnesses have power or authority to, to shut and, and to close up so that it does not rain is referring to something spiritual. 
as God uh, likens the sending forth of his word and the blessing of that word to uh, to the souls of men to periods of rain. He he speaks of the early rain or the first rain and the latter rain. And they are periods of sending forth the gospel seasons in which God has intended to save um, large numbers of people. The first fruits are saved by the early rain. And at the time of the end, a great multitude is saved through the latter rain. And so the two witnesses have power to shut heaven because the blessings that God sends forth through his word, they they come forth from him. He is the source of the blessing and he dwells in heaven above. Well, this is just a little background before we we think about our verse in Revelation 6. And again, let me read verses 13 and 14. And the stars of heaven fell unto the earth. Now the stars are representative of the true believers and heaven of the place where God dwells. So they are lights of the kingdom of heaven, just as the sun and the moon. They are uh, carriers of the light of the gospel that God wants the world to see that that God wants the world to hear the the truth of his word and so they were established in the heaven even as a fig tree casteth her untimely figs when she is shaken of a mighty wind and the heaven departed as a scroll when it is rolled together now the lord is giving us another picture first he he uh, is showing us that he has placed the lights uh, in the heaven. He he did it literally with the creation of the world and the universe, and he did it figuratively or spiritually with the establishing of the word of God, the Bible, the gospel. the The Bible uh, is basically that which has established the spiritual heavens. The lights of the kingdom of heaven are established as a result of the word of God in this world and God's blessing of that word. And and so the Bible is what put the sun in its place and the moon in its place and the Bible is what inserted the stars into the heaven and and the Bible is what caused the spiritual lights to shine. It is all based upon the unfolding of the word of God as God brought forth that word, first of all, for 1,500 years to compile it, to establish it. He, at the same time, established the gospel lights and then he uh, arranged for the sun, moon, and stars, as we read in Genesis 1, to be for signs and for seasons. And so the gospel had its particular periods of time. And following the Lord Jesus's uh, going to the cross came the time of Pentecost and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And this was established 
by the gospel lights as the word of God went into all the world in order that uh, the first fruits, all those that God intended to save throughout the New Testament church age would become saved. And then he put out those lights when he began judging the churches and the congregations. He brought judgment upon the third part of the sun and the third part of the moon and the third part of the stars. He darkened his gospel within the churches of the world. And and for that period of time, that awful 2300 evening mornings, the first part of the Great Tribulation, virtually no one was being saved. Absolutely no one was being saved within any church or congregation because God's Spirit departed out of the midst. But still, God had a witness outside of the church in the world. And that witness would greatly increase at the end of the 2300 evening mornings the Lord had a plan to set his hand again a second time to recover the remnant of his people and he poured out the latter rain and so the sun and moon and stars were once again shining with brilliance in the world actually as they never had before the little season the the short period of time of the latter rain, which would only be about 17 years, would bring in more elect than any time previously in the world's history. God had saved the best for last, and and so the gospel was shining brilliantly and and shining all over the earth outside of the churches. There, there was complete darkness within. And then the Lord ended that period of time. The Great Tribulation came to a close. The judgment which began on the churches concluded. The latter rain ceased to fall. And immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun was darkened and the moon would not give her light and the stars fell from heaven. Only this time, it was not the third part, but the totality of the sun and the totality of the moon and the totality of the stars because God had finished his program of evangelization. He had found all of the lost sheep of the house of Israel. There was no one else to be found, no one else to be saved, and therefore He put out the lights, as we're reading in Revelation chapter 6. And notice that it says again in verse 14, And the heaven departed as a scroll when it is rolled together. It was the word of God unfolded or or, uh, unfurled that uh, we could say in a sense that establish these lights and now at the time of the end God just simply rolls up the heavens as a scroll the Greek word um, translated as scroll in Revelation 6.14 is Biblion Biblion it is Strong's number 975 and it is a word from which we get our English word Bible. 
It, it, this word, for instance, is found in Luke chapter 4 a couple of times. In Luke 4 verse 17, And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah, the Biblion. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it was written. And then in verse 20, And he closed the book, and he gave it again to the ministers, and sat down, and the eyes of them all that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. This is uh, basically what God did. He opened the book, and the heavens gave forth their light, and they accomplished his purposes. The times and the seasons of his gospel program were established. And then, following the completion of the task that God had assigned his His word to do, he closed the book, and the heavens ceased to shine. That, that really is ex- exactly what God has done. Although, the, the world still has Bibles. Churches still have Bibles too, when God put out the light of the gospel within the churches and congregations. You can have a Bible, but it takes the Spirit of God to, to emanate the spiritual light from that Bible. And God, His Spirit departed out of the midst of the church, and, and therefore preachers could preach all day long, and they could even preach faithfully, which is, uh, pretty unlikely, but even if they could, it, or would, they could preach faithfully all day long and no one would become saved because God darkened the third part of the sun and the third part of the moon and the third part of the stars. His spirit left the congregation and and immediately there's a famine of hearing, not uh, not a famine of literal bread or water, but a famine of hearing the words of the Lord. And and so no one could become saved. And that is exactly the condition now for the world. As God rolled up the Biblion, he rolled up the Bible, and the heaven, the spiritual heaven that the Bible had initially established was finished. There is now no more light shining forth into the world. The only light that God has in the world, we could say, spiritually, is within his people, the true believer, as they sit in darkness, the darkness of this world, he is a light unto them. But uh, what God did, we read of in Revelation 18, as he refers to Babylon as a figure of this world, and he says, in verse 23, And the light of a candle shall shine no more at all in thee, and the voice of the bridegroom and of the bride shall be heard no more at all in thee. The light of a candle shall not shine. And when God's face shines as the sun, well then, uh, there is salvation. There is hope of salvation. But now, the, the light of the sun is no longer shining. The light of the moon is not shining. The light of the stars that carry the message of God is no longer shining. The stars have withdrawn their light. And even the light of a candle 
is no longer shining in this world. Let's just look at one other verse where Biblion is found, and that's in Revelation chapter 22. Uh, you can find several more verses. Uh, for instance, John 20 verse 30 uses the word Biblion, uh, or Galatians 3.10, Hebrews 10 verse 7. In the volume of the book, it is written of me. That's the same Greek word, Biblion. And obviously, the book there is a reference to all the scripture. And in Revelation 22, we read in verse uh, 18, For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book. If any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. Biblion is in verse 18 and, and clearly it has to do with the word of God, the Bible. The stars of heaven fell unto the earth, even as a fig tree casteth her untimely figs when she is shaken of a mighty wind. And the heaven departed as a book, as a Bible, when it is rolled together. God uh, rolled up the word of God, as in olden days, in ancient times, when God moved holy men of old, or had a scribe, uh, he moved one of his people who dictated to a scribe, as the Apostle Paul would do, then they would write on a, a roll, and and that roll would be rolled together. In order to read the roll, you had to unroll it. And when you were done reading, when you were finished, when you had no um, further use at that time for the scroll, you rolled it together. And that is what God has done with his word, the Bible. At this time, it is no longer useful for shining the light of the gospel into the world so that people become saved. No, there's no purpose for that any longer because there's no one left to become saved. But of course, God's word it has great purpose and meaning and and just um, a thousand blessings to the child of God and to the true believer as we continue to feed upon it in these dark days that have come after the tribulation.